there's a need for leadership in society and in this country in particular. And I'm seeing a lot of parallels between a popular fiction book that has been around for over 50 years. And I want to kind of look at this and examine this and kind of stretch it around. And let's see where we can actually come up with a possible solution to our need for leadership. We're going to be talking about leadership this week on episode 140 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Man. All right, so this week we're talking about leadership and we're going to be juxtaposing it against some events that have happened here recently and a couple other points. And we're going to be looking at this and examining it and see what is needed for us to have a, have a better, oh, I don't know what you call it, a better, not uh, outcome because the outcome in itself is always going to be horrible, but a better results and to be able to have the, the U S itself a, a bit more, bit more safe. And that's really kind of, I'm stick. I'm, I'm struggling with that particular word just out of the fact that safe isn't something you depend on from other people. And we're going to be, like I said, we're going to be diving into that a lot more. But before we actually get into there, I wanted to say to all the new guys who have tuned in, started listening to the show, getting it downloaded to their uh, to their phones and tablets and computers and any place else every uh, every Thursday. Hello and welcome, my good sirs. Oh my gosh, y'all are we're, we're growing leaps and bounds. I think. A lot of them were coming from Arl, but I'm not 100% or Ariel. I don't know exactly how you pronounce the uh, platform, but I get a lot of responses off of that. And uh, then also the uh, the YouTube channel seems to be all of a sudden growing out of nowhere. Got a lot of listeners over in on uh, over on Spotify, and just uh, things are things are growing, things are uh, expanding, and we're this message on men helping men to get rid of their uh, their nice guy and get them to start living life on their terms is is starting to reach people and that's really an amazing deal and I am so <laughs> amazed at the fact that it's it's starting to grow we're really starting to grow now if you are first time listener and you're wondering well what's this show about what's this dude rambling on about leadership and stuff well the show's not entirely about leadership what this show is the relax mail helps men get rid of the nice guy in their life. That is the nice guy that resides between our ears because so many of us men have grown up being the nice guy. And the nice guy, if you really sit down, boil it down, look at it, examine it real closely, you see that it's nice guy is not nice. He is actually a a piece of work and is just the most deplorable critter you'd ever come across. And so I want to help men get that nice guy 
out of their out of their head. Out, kick them to the curb. Tell them to get lost. Go find somebody else to torture, because you want to start living your life on your terms, living your life the way you feel it needs to be lived, and it starts by getting rid of that nice guy. So that's the show in a, in a nutshell. But I uh, wanted to go ahead and just do a real quick announcement. By the time this comes out, I am going to be over in Moyers, Oklahoma. Uh, and that is going to be a, a respite or retreat, actually, I think is what they're calling it, for veterans. This is a veterans event, and but you don't have to be a veteran to be able to attend it. Attend it. So if you are in eastern Oklahoma, western Oklahoma, for that fact, I mean it's a about a four or five hour drive for me, but it's it's a if eastern Oklahoma, you know, Arkansas, even I've got I know one guy from Missouri who's coming down. There's if you can if anybody is interested in uh, in attending, please come. Uh, there will be a link over on the show notes, or you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash tears, and that will direct you over to their to their uh, Eventbrite page, and you can get your tickets. And from there, you can go to K River Campgrounds, which is where the event's going to be held at, and you can actually go through and uh, reserve a, a spot for so that you can camp and you can be with us veterans as we sit around and we commiserate and we just kick back relax and let one want these veterans minds to slow down to reset to to just give a a bit of respite from the turmoil that a lot of these men suffer from and i'm going to be there i'm going to be coaching uh, a lot of the veterans a lot of the men and women if they want to be coached uh, be ru- walking around helping whoever and talking to whoever wants to have talks. I'm there main, mainly just to have amazing conversations with other people. That is my sole goal this week, this coming weekend. If you're, uh, if you're interested, come on down, uh, where they're going to have bands and there's, uh, going to be food and there's going to be a lot of good stuff going on. I mean, the, the guys, uh, Matt Gillespie and Rich Chelson, they're both amazing men who are just just doing what they can to try to help their fellow uh, brothers in arms. So if you can, make it over there. If you can't, then you might look at uh, giving them a donation. They've got a Venmo link on their, on their site, and uh, there's other ways that you can actually share. You can actually be be able to provide and donate to them one is uh they are available through uh amazon smile so you can go to smile.amazon.com enter in operation tears of the 22 and they will <laughs> sorry my dog has got her giant sque- squeaker shark and so if y'all can hear that <laughs> it's going to be fun she was we were going to play a game of uh is it a whale or a hound uh, earlier because she was looking at me going making all sorts of noises so anyhow we're, we're gonna power through this and if we get the random squeak and honk and stuff from from rain the the great dane we're, we're just gonna have to deal with it so but anyhow you can go to uh, amazon uh, smiled on amazon.com put in operation tears of the 22 as the uh, charity you want to support and what happens is Amazon doesn't increase the prices at all. They, the same prices as on the normal site. At, but what they do is they take a small percentage and give it to 
the uh, charity of your choice. And this helps. This won't be much at the beginning, but the more people who sign up for smile.amazon.com and do uh, Operation Tears of the 22, the more money they will be able to start to bring in. So, guys, if you want to help that way, that would do Matt and, and Rich a, a solid favor, and they would allow them to be able to keep their uh, – their plans in in rolling and help to in those plans being to help uh veterans and so if you can do so there's more like i said there's always more than one way to defer a feline so you're you can find a way to to help these these guys out to help the uh the soldiers who are needing the help because if we can decrease the 22 veteran suicides that happen each day that would do us we're losing some of the most wonderful and most needed masculine men around because they think that there is no hope and a lot of times it's their their minds that uh are their downfall so let's let's help these guys out now I want to jump over and I want to give some thanks. Now we had a few people give us uh, some sats and honestly, I am having a hard time really reading the readout that I get. Uh, I get a little Excel, Excel spreadsheet that I download and it shows who's shared what and how, and it was just a continuation of everything from before. So I'm kind of not sure exactly who shared what, when, where, and how, I'm just kind of get this week. I tried something different. I see, uh, check to see if maybe if I did a extraction of the, of the sats that maybe if that clears everything off the uh, Excel spreadsheet and I can actually go through and go, Hey, all right, it's this person or that person or what, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I will then try to figure out a way of, of comparing the two so I could see who's sharing what and when, but I still have some guys who are doing some boosts and, uh, and doing some, uh, and sharing the, the show out. So guys, thank y'all again for the, uh, for the sets that is helping me a lot, putting some gas in the old tank. And I appreciate you tremendously. So now let's jump over into the main topic. Now, about a month and a half ago, maybe even two months ago, there was a tragedy that happened down in Texas and I really haven't. I didn't want to talk about Uvalde all that much because I think the more we talk about the tragedy that happened there, the more we're giving the evil a spotlight to to shine. And that is the last thing I want to do. And so we're not going to be mentioning the perpetrator's name. And because though he is obviously a very troubled, he was obviously very troubled young man. They, you don't do something like that unless you're hoping to pick up some type of notoriety. I've always believed that the people who do this are people who believe they have no influence in the world. And so they want to go out and make as massive of a change in the world as they can. And I think that's why a lot of times, a lot of reasons why we are having more school shootings and things like that is because we don't have men stepping up and being leaders. Now, I don't want to actually, like I said, I'm not going to talk about him as so much as the events that were happening around the school when, as this was going on. 
uh, the more that the news reports and things like that come out about this, the more you see how much the, the police forces around there at that time just completely just screwed the pooch on so many different angles. Now I'm not, I'm not dogging the police so much because I think the police are good. I think the police are needed. We need to be providing more funds to the police, not defunding the police. But there was at the time before they even entered into the school, there, the reports came out saying there were up to four, almost 400 officers at that school. There were almost 400 city, county, DPS, Border Patrol, other law enforcement officers there, essentially standing around waiting for someone to give orders. There's actually a report came out that there was actually a sniper in place. He could actually, he actually had a clear shot of the shooter before he went to the end of the school. And he tried to get clearance to take out the, the perpetrator and he couldn't get clearance. So he didn't shoot. So why did these, why was there so much inaction from these police? I, honestly, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was, you know, several hundred miles away in, uh, in Oklahoma, but you kind of look at how things played out and there's a, there's several fingers you can point at and they may be right. They may be a tent. Uh, uh, there may be a tinge of it here, there or around, but we don't, we're not ever fully going to know. I don't think we're fully going to understand what, what was going through these, these men and women's mind. But I think some of it has to do with the whole defund the police and what led up to everybody screaming and running around like their hair was on fire that the police needed to stop. We needed to stop having police in, in society, which is absolutely asinine because I know social workers were not going to de dis, uh, unarm the, uh, the shooter. But I think the, the events that led up to it has something to do. I think a lot of these police had fear that they were going to get arrested. If he, they shot him and come to find out because he was, a person of color and because he was a person of color and if they shot him and they, he didn't have a gun on hand, then he could get sued or things like that. Or maybe a child would have got shot and then there would have been a whole bunch of, of backlash on that. And then there been a lot of problems there. I mean, there's God knows what they're, they were thinking. You could, it's definitely shows that there was a whole lot of fear in that police force in those 400 officers that were actually there. I can, and I understand the police don't, you don't want to be, be a police officer and wind up in jail. I can understand that because you I, I would see you as kind of being a, a marked target, especially if you end up winding up in the same, some area where some guy you put in jail is, is also being housed. But I also see, a very weird correlation with what happened there with events in an old book by Ayn Rand called Atlas Shrugged. Now you may know Atlas, uh, Ayn Rand, you may know the, the, the book Atlas Shrugged and Atlas Shrugged is my favorite book of all time. I, I read it at least once a year. 
I read that in the Fountainhead. I'm actually I'm going through the Fountainhead right now, and every time I go through it, I learn something new about individualism when it comes to Fountainhead. Atlas Shrugged tells me more about the the nobility of exercising your mind and the need for you to exercise your mind because that is the most powerful tool a man has. But what happens when men turn their brains off, turn their minds off, stop thinking? You get the events that happen in Atlas Shrugged and you see that those sets of events happening at, with those 400 officers that were standing around waiting. You see that with the sniper who had the shot. Well, I don't want to take responsibility if I get the wrong person. He's walking in with a freaking firearm and you saw him shooting at people just a couple blocks down the road. So yeah, you got the right dude, dude. So when it was clear, I would have been, am I clear for shot? Command, are you clear for shot? Shoot, I'm taking it. I'm taking the shot and shot. And then if I would have got fired after that, okay, fine. I would have been able to live with myself begging on the streets because I know I prevented children from being killed. I prevented people in a school in a gun-free zone from being picked off like, like fish in a barrel. And I think a lot of these guys here did not want to be held responsible. And that in Atlas Shrugged, you see that a lot because one of the biggest things that you hear everybody ask or you see happening is one of the main characters. Her name is Dagny Taggart, and she is a vice president of operations for Taggart Transcontinental. So they kind of use the the Transcontinental Railroad uh, for of Taggart International as kind of a backdrop for a, what a lot of this happens or what happens in the book. And so something goes wrong. Something happens. She's, you know, a lot of times, you know, she'll walk up. So there's this one scene where she's riding in the car and she had to get back to New York really quick from, from Colorado. And so she had just taken a, a regular, uh, coach and, as she was riding, she had fall, had happened to fall asleep and she wakes up to notice that the train was stopped. And so she gets out, walk, kind of asks around, starts, notices that there's a group of guys at the front of the train and she goes up there and she's like, all right, so what's going on? And the guy says, well, there's a red light. And how long's the red light uh, been on? And he says, oh, about an hour. She was like, well, you are there, is there a train coming? She's like, I really don't think there is. It's like, well, why aren't you going? It's like, cause there's a red light, but you know, there's no train coming is that her old, her old argument. And so she finally says, I want you to go ahead and start moving down the tracks and get to the next, uh, red light, uh, next light. And if it's red, stop, stop there. The whole time they're thinking, well, we talked about how they think that the red light is actually broken. It's not switching like it's supposed to. And when she gives them the order, she goes, oh, yeah, and who are you? And she tells them, I'm, you know, I'm the vice president of operations. And by the time they, she says that, they they re- recognize who she is. But at the same time, she's like, so are you going to take responsibility for this? And she says yes. And through the whole time, anytime she has to take orders, she's 
she actually has to pretty much say, I, I will take responsibility for whatever happens. And that's what a lot, that's what happens in, in Atlas Shrugged is men become afraid to take responsibility for their actions because if they don't, they could get sent up to a review board and they get, they lose their job, they lose their livelihood. And so that men become afraid of taking action, of taking responsibility. And because they don't, they are, are afraid and men are not willing to take those actions, things start to fall apart. I get it. Taking having uh, the responsibility of something going wrong, falling on your head is not something you want to happen, but at the same time, it's something that can happen. And, but it's a risk that you take when you're trying to get something done. So we have to be able to take responsibility. We, and that is something when it comes to leadership, we seriously need to have so many men now want to have the title of leadership but they don't want to have all the the downfalls and the setbacks that the negative aspects of what leadership is but yet that is part of the package deal dude you've got to have you're going to have the glory of being the leader but you also have to have the risk that's one reason why the CEO gets paid so much is because he he's t- shouldering all the risk. And that's one thing a lot of, a lot of communists and the such don't understand is that there is risk for the CEO. So that's why he, he shoulders the most risk. He is the face of it. And he has the most responsibility. And because of that, that is why he is, getting paid the quote unquote big bucks, man. He is the, he is the leader of the company. Now that leadership is then divided down and strained through with a little bit less responsibility on each level. So you have your assistant, uh, you, you got your vice principals and your system uh, vice principals. You got your uh, uh, vice presidents and your assistant vice presidents. And those go down to uh, the department heads and the department heads drain down into distill down into you know your 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 shop head uh, shop managers and shift leaders and things like that and so yeah there's a lot there's a lot to it so men are going to who are higher up they have more responsibility for the very fact because they are the leaders that doesn't mean that if you're just a lowly you know working in the mail room or a file clerk or something like that, that you don't have responsibility. As a matter of fact, that's, you have a lot of responsibility. And if you want to be able to make it up to the higher levels, you've got to be able be willing and able to shoulder more responsibility than all of those people around you. We have to have responsibility for our actions, responsibility for what happened. You take on responsibilities for the purpose of being a leader. And uh, men, we are the leaders. Men are leaders of their families and they lead their friends. And yeah, one friend, you, when you have a group of friends, you have that band of brothers, they're all leaders that are coming together, being led by each other. And 
a lot of the weaker will, weaker spined, weaker willed grown boys out there, they really wish they had the leadership, but yet they don't want to take on the responsibility. They want to blame everybody else for what the problem is. They want to blame, oh, it's want to blame inanimate objects for the reason that there was a killing at Uvalde. And in all reality, no, it wasn't the gun that did the, that was doing the killing. The gun is a tool. He might have done just as much, much damage, if not more horrific, if he had walked in there with a hatchet or, or machete. So what are you going to do? You're going to start banning hatchets and machetes? Then it might go off and grab a, a, a cleaver from the, uh, the kitchen. Oh, cleavers have been outlawed. Okay. Well, then a, a chef's knife. Oh, a chef's knife's been outlawed. Oh, well, then he's going to grab a paring knife. Oh, paring knives have been outlawed. Well, what are you going to do? Isn't it? And on top of that, we look at Uvalde as blaming it, trying to figure out what went wrong with the kid. But in all reality, it's, it was, that's not what it's something we need to be to look at and to understand so we can try to prevent in, in the future. But we never know when evil is going to strike. You you can never predict when that's going to happen. I mean, come on, you look at just, uh, even just a couple, three weeks ago, uh, you ended up having the ex prime minister of Japan. He was assassinated and Japan to get a gun in Japan is next to freaking impossible. From what I understand, the process is you have to, you have to apply for, uh, for a license. And to be able to apply for the license, you have to take a class. You have to get signed off on, on qualifications. You have to show just cause for wanting to have a gun. And then you actually have to apply for license for the ammunition. And then you have to repeat that class. I think it's every six to three to six months. So it's, it is next to impossible. And how did the guy shoot him with a homemade gun and not a ghost gun, not something printed from a 3d printer. No, he took pipe and springs and things that were found all around. And you could get at a hardware store. He fashioned all that together into a double barrel gun, single shot gun. And he had a lot of them out in, at his house. Why? Because you can not stop evil. That's why it's part of our men's responsibility to protect. We protect, we provide, we lead, we do those things. That's what men's responsibilities are. And you cannot protect when you're worried about, well, what's going to happen if this goes on or what's, how's people going to react to this? And that's one reason why nice guys don't do very good at being a leadership because they're too worried about what everybody else is going to think instead of doing what needs to be done. America was created by men taking action. Those policemen stood around those 400 or yeah, 400 policemen stood around when, yeah, there was a couple who took, took the safer route and got, went and busted out windows and got the people in the other classrooms got the kids out of those rooms. But I would have been peeking into the into the the room with the uh, with the shooter. Hey, can I take him out from here? Hey, is there a way to bust down that door? How, how did he lock the door? How's is the door locked? Can you see that the door is locked? You know, start looking, 
start seeing how can we do that. I mean, you got 400 policemen standing around. You could have had them all rush from every angle possible. Yeah, you might have actually got shot. He might have got one, two shots off, but they would have been, he would not have even been able to be recognized with a hail of 400 rounds coming at him all at once. They had the numbers, they had the firepower, they had the ability, but they didn't take the action because somebody was afraid to face the responsibility. And that, men, is where you've got to start to learn to step up. That's where taking responsibility. Oh, my marriage is falling apart. Well, what was your part in the, in the problem? Oh, well, it's just her. She, I was doing, everything was fine until she started cheating. Well, then why did she start cheating? Why did she need to find excitement, joy, and acceptance from another man? You have to take responsibility for your actions and inactions are actions. Also, there's a lot of stuff that has to be looked at, has to be addressed, has to be taken care of when it comes to having a wonderful, loving relationship. Is it perfect all the time? Is it you've got chipmunks and squirrels coming out of the trees to sing with you and your wife when y'all first wake up out of bed? Well, no, no. A lot of times you wake up and you walk out and you see the dog crapped on the floor and the baby didn't sleep all night and you've got to go to work here in 15 minutes and you're running late. There's a lot to a relationship and you have a part in every single part, one of those, because you are the leader. Yes, you've got feminists trying to run around saying, oh, well, you know, men and women are fully equal. No, no, they're not. They're not fully equal. They have equal division of the responsibilities in a house. And yes, a guy can do just as easily do the dishes as, as a woman can. And the husband will do the dishes from time to time. And who knows? The I've known places where the wife actually goes out and mows the lawn from time to time. People are wanting to point out insignificant points in the inequality of man and woman. When men and women are, they're equal as it is. They just have different ways of approaching the different problems. And so, no, in a way they're equal, but then another way they're not equal because they're not, they're not the same. You can man, if you take a man and woman, you line them up side by side, you're going to see they come up with two completely different solutions. They approach the problem from two different areas. Is either one of them wrong? No, no, they're both pretty much. I bet you they're going to either one of them are going to work. But the issue that we are having now is that guys are going, oh, well, women want to have control and they want to do this. And so it gives them the excuse to not take responsibility, to not take action, to not be the leaders. And then they sit around and they wonder, well, why is my my husband being such a lout? Well, he's being a lout because he's been told he's... He's supposed to give all his, he believes he's supposed to give all his, his power over to his wife now, because it's a female led relationship. If he's into the end of that, and then she wonders why he's not doing anything to contribute. Well, that's the reason why is because he doesn't know what he's not needing to do. He hasn't taken responsibility for who he is taking responsibility. He hasn't taken responsibility for anything. All he's doing is he's at the house making supper for the, for that night, this country needs more leadership. This country needs men 
to start acting like men. Calling out bullcrap when you hear a bunch of college students running around telling, telling you how you're supposed to be living your life. Most of you guys are either very old millennials or Gen X. I think I've even got a few, uh, few of the silent generation running around in here too, but most are, most are going to be boom, baby boomers or they're going to be Gen X, predominantly Gen X. I know from, from looking at the stats, we know what needs to be done. We were raised to take action, to take responsibility for what we're doing. Cause if we didn't get that, the supper in the oven by the time, and it'd be ready to pull out by the time mom and dad got home. Guess who was probably getting their butt hot and tanned? It wasn't your baby sister. We like to be left alone. At least Gen Xers do. We are all about the individual. And now you've got a whole bunch of generation who's walking around going, we need the community. We need the community. Well, to a point, I, I, I'll agree with them. A community is needed. But the community doesn't give you the excuse to not take your, take your responsibilities and keep your responsibilities in check. I'll get the right word out eventually because sitting around waiting for somebody else to do something for you isn't community. That's lazy. You've got to, you don't need to be sitting around waiting for somebody else to tell you what to do. You see something that needs to be done. Go do it. Well, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Well, guess what? When you get finished doing it, your boss is going to tell you, uh, you really kind of screwed that up. Here's what you need to do. And he may get mad. He may get stomp around, may blow off some steam. And that's fine. That's his thoughts. You saw something that needed to be done and you got it taken care of. Take the responsibility of, yeah, I did it. So he comes around asking, hey, who moved all these boxes over here? I did. Why? Because they were in the way. Well, they're in the way now. So move them back. All right, fine. Where would you, where else would you like to put them? Cause I'm not putting them there. They're in the way. You can have a very direct conversation with your boss. Your boss may not be used to it because he wants to be, you know, he wants to be the boss instead of a leader. And if he's that way, that's fine. You're taking action. You're going to, you're, looking at what needs to be done and you get the you get what needs to be done done that's what men do so as you go through your week this week start examining where you're not taking responsibility is your relationship with your wife or your girlfriend where you really want it or is it lacking somewhere is your wife girlfriend distracted doing other things how can you bring her back into the now? How about you? Are you sitting around waiting for your wife to do something? Why are you waiting around for her? You're wanting the boss to provide you with materials for X, Y, and or Z. Do you know where they're at? Maybe you can go ahead and go take care of the problem head on. It's going to take a little bit of risk to be able to have that responsibility. To be a leader takes a lot more risk. And we need men who start, who are taking risks on a more and more common or more daily basis, hourly basis, because without that, you're not going to recognize anything around. I mean, we've already abdicated a lot of our responsibility and all of a sudden that's, we're seeing, oh, hey, look, 
schools are not uh, what we wanted them to be. We've got a bunch of bunch of people pre- preaching propaganda and and absolute bullcrap in in our colleges, and now we've got a bunch of bunch of college students who don't know which bathroom they need to use. That's because men have failed to step up and be men. I think we've actually gone from having strong men creating good times, and we're now progressing into good times, making well progressed into good times, making weak men. But you can take responsibility for that part, and you can change it. All this is upon you. This is all upon me. This is all upon us men. We can do these. We can actually get stuff taken care of. We can make our society great again. But it's going to take the work and the effort and the need for us to step up and take responsibility. If you are wanting help on changing how you look at the world, if you're wanting help on how you get your put your your leadership pants on, you can reach out over to me at relaxmail.com forward slash coach or forward slash coaching. And you can fill out the form there and I will actually set up a time. There's a, uh, you can schedule a, uh, a consult call and we'll, we'll talk and find out. Are you going, are you a good fit? Are you actually willing to be coached? Because a lot of folks, they, they see it as a, Oh, well, this will be a good way to, to get stuff done. But they're actually just looking for a way to point the blame at somebody else. Oh, it's the coach's fault. No. Cause this coach here, I don't have, I'll, I'll let you know right up front. I don't know the answers. I just know how to pull the answers out of you. You want to know what needs to be done? I've got that. I've, I got the way to be able to help you find that answer. So if you want, uh, want to understand and some coaching on how to better your leadership skills, how to better your, your marriage with those leadership skills, go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching. And hit the schedule a call button and we'll talk. So guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Y'all take care. Have a great week. I'm going to have a fun old grand old time over in Moyers, Oklahoma. So join us. Join me over there. I'll be there. I'll be talking. We're actually even going to do a live podcast there. So, Hey, this is going to be a new, new episode coming out next week. It's going to be a little different than everything else we've ever seen. So guys, with that, I want to thank you again for listening. Y'all take care. Love y'all lots. Till next week. Bye.